Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? Doing good. End of a long week? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's only Thursday here. Well, it's Friday tomorrow. It's or Friday today tomorrow. if you're listening to this. Yep. So, you know, one more day to get through. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll get through it. I hope so. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. There mm-hmm. is a, another release from the Disney Paper Parks series. That's right. If you're a big fan of paper parks like I am, you're going to be excited to get this latest edition called Mad Paper Party. It is a paper version of the Mad Tea Party. Oh, boy. Which is pretty cool. Uh, They also involve stringing some ribbon between the uh, trees. Oh, this one's terrible. I kind of think it's cute. Okay. All right. But this is brought to you by Imagineers Stephanie Jasmines and Amy Young. Can you imagine that being your job? Right. What do you do? To sit around and come come up with... Paper versions of rides and things. You're an Imagineer. What did you develop a robot today? Did you did you develop a new land? No, paper parks. <laughs> paper parks. Mad Tea Party edition. Right. Um, all right. Cast costumes for the Avengers Campus have debuted. Um, they're pretty cool. That's right. We all are aware that the Avengers Campus in Disney's California Adventure will open on June 4th, and today they debuted a bunch of the cast costumes. Um, I think my favorite are the uh, Ancient Sanctum, which is going to be kind of uh, a, a Doctor Strange attraction where he trains sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like those. I also like the Shwarma, uh Palace uh, costumes. They're pretty cool. Did you uh, have any favorites? Uh, no. I mean, some of them look like like security guards. Um some of them, these look comfortable. Isabel said those right, look comfortable. The, the web brigade ones are yeah. very casual and right. comfortable. Like t-shirts with a short sleeve button down over them. Right. And you can wear that button down, like, unbuttoned, which Ooh, is fancy. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see the costumes debuted. It's it's kind of become the new thing now. You know, costume debuts. They started doing it with Galaxy's Edge. Like, there's so many pieces. Their costumes are all kind of, like, mix and match, and they right. get to design their own costume gear. Yeah, I mean, this isn't mix and match. Right. But uh, there's a quite a bit of variety for a pretty small land, so yeah. that's neat. And they've all debuted with, uh, looks like the same style mask, but masks appear to be a part of the costume. All right. Cool. For now. Um, at Paradise Pier, they're going to be reopening, and um, as part of that, some more dining is going to return to the, not as part of that, but also some more dining is going to return to the Grand Californian. That's right. The Paradise Pier Hotel in Disneyland will reopen on June 15th, but with limited capacity. Um, and then over at the Grand Californian, uh, the Napa Rose and Storytellers Cafe are going to reopen as of May 28th. Uh, the Disneyland Hotel, still no reopening date for that, but it will be some date in the future. I think that's interesting that that's like the last to open. Mm-hmm. It's like the classic, isn't it? The favorite? Right. I don't know. I guess not. It is. So the, the weird thing about Paradise Pier is that they will not have food or beverage offerings initially. Um, but they're saying that you can visit nearby dan- dining outlets at the Grand Californian Hotel and Spa or the Downtown Disney District, and that select restaurants in the Downtown Disney District will provide delivery service. Um, you can actually use your in-room TV to scan a QR code to get the restaurant's delivery web pages that will be delivered to the hotel uh, lobbies. Now, correct me if I'm not remembering well, but there wasn't much in the way of food offerings at Paradise Pier anyway. Uh, there was had, one, one sit-down restaurant. Meal. They had like a Goofy's character meal, I think. And then they had like a little sort of cafe coffee thing. Yeah. But it was 
Very small. Yeah. I mean, nothing like uh, a quick service at one of, even at one of the like deluxe resorts in Disney World, you know, where their um, quick services are pretty small. I mean, this was, there wasn't even any real food. It was like muffins and fancy coffees and things like that. But um, so I don't think it's that much of a loss that they haven't opened anything there. No. Um, Advent Health is bringing some new services to Walt Disney World guests. Yeah, we've we've heard the name Advent Health a lot, uh, not only because of their COVID uh, temperature screening tents that they've had erected around the park, but they've also been sponsoring a lot of the Epcot uh, festivals. And earlier today, it was announced that Advent Health is going to provide a wide range of health and vacation planning tools to make it easier for those who have pre-existing health con- conditions or unexpected health care needs plan their vacations and receive care while in Central Florida. That's a great idea. So they're going to have a dedicated uh, Advent Health Care Concierge Experience Center to help with assistance for doctor's appointments, virtual care, medical equipment, and prescription delivery to resort hotels. Uh, they're also going to create a freestanding emergency room at the Flamingo Crossings Town Center, which will be staffed by Advent Health physicians and nurses. Um, let's see. Uh, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. You know, they just continue to work with Disney and their uh, children's hospital uh, at the Advent Health Hospital for Children. And, uh, you know, Disney is also helping them out with other pediatric uh, locations in Florida that they that they run. So, yeah, no, uh, I mean, a really good idea. It is difficult to travel if you have any medical issues. Right. Um, it's very nice to know that, you know, if you're going through through um, that organization or if you just happen to be down there, you know, and you need a prescription or you need something um, that they're connected with Disney. So, Right. I think they even took over the small uh, clinic that we've used in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which was a clinic and pharmacy. So right. it'd be nice to see them get some new facilities. There is a new video in the designing the Disney wish series. Yep, this is a three and a half minute video on the grand reveal of the Disney Wish. It gives you a little more insight into the ship um, and uh, just show you some of the magic that the Disney Cruise Line has created for guests of all ages. It's all about how these new spaces and experience continue their tradition of delivering the most magical and relaxing vacations on sea. All right. Um, And it has not happened yet, but coming up, the Disney Parks blog is going to be celebrating halfway to Halloween. That's right. On May 7th, throughout the day, the Disney Parks blog, as well as their TikTok page, are going to be sharing, uh, actually, I'm sorry, the the Parks blog will be sharing behind-the-scenes looks at Halloween, uh, what they are calling Shriek Peaks, uh, and they will also have some delicious dishes. They're going to have a Disney Plus playlist, some not-so-spooky planned Disney tips, uh, and then on May 8th, there's going to be a live Disney Parks TikTok event that will show you behind-the-scenes look at the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World and some appearances from Imagineers. So there is also rumor, and it is just rumor at this point, that uh, that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party may return in 2021. That would be awesome. Yes, it would. All right. Um, capture Your Moment, which is the service where you get um, a certain amount of time, I think it's a half an hour, with a photo pass photographer, um, is now coming to the Animal Kingdom. That's right. Uh, it's actually a 20-minute photo session. Okay. It's kind of like an hour massage. An hour <laughs> massage is actually 50 minutes. Right. Because you have to, time to get undressed. Um, so Disney Photo Pass uh, might be a half hour, but they're giving you 20, uh, 10 minutes to undress as well. Um, it's your 20-minute <laughs> It's your 20-minute photo session. 
uh, inside the Animal Kingdom theme park. Uh, it can take place on Discovery Island or around the Tree of Life. Um, the check-in desk is going to be at Island Mercantile. Uh, the photographer will discuss uh, the available photo shoot locations and ask a few questions. And then they will escort you to your location and you will uh, take photos with your photographer for up to 20 minutes, as they state. Um, each session is $50 and can include up to eight guests. Prints and digital downloads are not included with the cost of the Capture Your Moment session. However, if you have a Disney Photo Pass entitlement, uh, you can get it uh, through those. Okay. Uh, more dining options are returning to Walt Disney World. That's right. It has been announced that three more restaurants are going to be uh, serving guests. Uh, Chef Mickey's is going to be reopening for dinner. Okay. It's going to be uh, family style beginning May 16th, and there will be no touch character appearances uh, throughout the course of the meal. Uh, the dinner is going to be a uh, family style meal that will start with a Mickey's Chef, uh, Chef Mickey's Caesar, uh, citrus post- poached shrimp salads and assorted breads, a main course of gnocchi, roasted potato, garlic, au gratin, uh, I think I reversed that. Plant-based farro, wheat fried rice, prime rib, roasted turkey and salmon, and sweets to top off the meal. Uh, little ones will have mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, turkey, corn dogs, and more. Uh, over at the Cape May Cafe, which is at the Beach Club Resort, that will reopen May 18th. Um, they will get old favorites and new changes. They will serve breakfast and dinner, but the Minnie's Beach Bash character breakfast and the seafood and more dinner buffet will not be returning initially. Okay. Um, bookings for those restaurants begin May 7th. And then Tusker House, which is inside the Animal Kingdom Park, will reopen this summer. And uh, guests will experience uh, family-style entrees uh, and a modified character experience of Donald Duck and Friends best uh, dressed in their safari best. Uh, so that will happen soon. And then I have some details on the Chef Mickey's pricing uh, let's see here, da, 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 da. and I have to scroll through all the beer and wine, and they don't have the price. Said they would have pricing. Well, that but was it, super helpful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, it looks like they've only got pricing on the beer <laughs> and wine, which is weird. Oh, here we go. It is $55 for adults and $36 for children. That's for dinner. That's for their new, well, dinner. Yeah, dinner has not been open there. They've been open for breakfast. Right. And then over at the Cape May Cafe, $25 per adult and $14 for children. For dinner? For breakfast? For breakfast. Oh, okay. And dinner is $42 for an adult, $25 for children. Um, If you want the crab legs, it's an additional $29 per pound. A whole steamed lobster is available for an additional $35. Okay. That seems fair. Yep. Uh, moving over to California. The nope. Where are we? We are moving over to California. We are okay. I thought we were in California. We jumped back. That was all the Disney Parks blog stuff. It yeah, a lasted, ton of stuff on the parks. It lasted forever. All right. So into California news. The Grand Californian. Um, the entrance to California Adventure. Yeah. You go ahead. You do the story. Okay. <laughs> the Grand Californian. Has an entrance at the Grand uh, at the California Adventure Park, <laughs> which is specifically for resort guests. Uh, when the parks reopened on the thirtieth, that 
entrance was only being used as an exit, and all guests had to enter uh, through the Esplanade, which means if you're going from the resort, you had to enter through the uh, downtown Disney entrance along with anybody else who was going through that. Um, But they are reopening it for hotel guests as of um, soon, the May 28th. Okay. Yeah, we had talked about that being closed, so I'm glad that's... That's open again. Yeah. And that will also be able to be used by Paradise Pier guests. Oh, nice. When they reopen on June 25th. All right, then. It's nice. It's a it's a sweet little bonus to be right in the theme park. Right. You're right in near the Grizzly Gulch section. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you don't have to wait in the big queue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, good for them. All right. Um, Disneyland Legacy Pass holders are going to get a tasting terrace at California Adventure. That's right. Uh, pass holders back in January of 2020... They were uh, given a pass holder exclusive use for the Alfresco Tasting Terrace. Uh, they are bringing that back for the legacy pass holders. That's going to op- uh, open as of May 20th. It will be available for a limited time. And legacy pass holders can enjoy a variety of special drinks and appetizers. All right. Uh, I think this is the big news of the night, to me anyway. Um, in Florida, Disney is going to remove temperature checks. Yes, they are. Um it's part of the reduction of COVID-19 safety protocols um, based on the guidance from the CDC as well as the doctor who is the main doctor for Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney has announced that beginning May 8th, they will no longer do temperature checks for cast members. And beginning May 16th, no more temperature checks for guests. What are those poor guys who were loving their jobs sitting in front of uh, fan- uh, Fantasy Mini Golf? Fantasia Gardens. Fantasia Gardens. What are they going to do with all their time? I don't They're know. They're going to be out of jobs. You know, that might have been overtime for them. Maybe. So. The two times we've gone mini golfing, they have people doing temperature checks. It's two people. And like, how goes to mini golf? There's like maybe like a party of four once every 10 minutes. And then they both get up. What happens if 12 people walk in at <laughs> once? You can't have one person doing that. Uh, well, they don't have to have anybody doing it anymore. That's right. In another 11 days, 10 days. That's right. Um. In the Magic Kingdom, more Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom plaques have been removed. Yeah, we know that the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom game was removed from the parks earlier this year, and they have recently removed uh, some of the plaques from Liberty Square, Adventureland, and Fantasyland. Uh, These plaques were on the ground. They actually told the uh, players where to stand uh, for the experience. And, you know, all all that remains now is a very bright shade of... uh, of, of the sidewalk. Of red concrete. Yeah. Yeah, where so. it didn't get bleached by the sun. Yep. Okay. Um, moving to Epcot, Mulan has replaced Jasmine in the Princess Promenade. Yeah, that's the whole story. I'm not sure what the deal is, uh, what Jasmine did to uh, get removed. Uh, but Mulan has joined. She's been banned. Uh, Belle, Aurora, and Snow White in their horse-drawn carriage. Um, not to worry, though, they all have plastic dividers between each of them so they can uh, sit behind each other without fear of catching COVID. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the deal. Uh, she is in her matchmaker outfit, which is a little more of the uh, traditional Chinese garb. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the deal with that. All right. And then, oh, this is the other big news today. Um, in Epcot, the Gelateria Toscano has opened. That's right, in the Italy Pavilion. Uh, Gelateria Toscana uh, has opened. It is a walk-up kiosk uh, to the right of the Enoteca Costella, 
uh, which was one of the uh, buildings that was in the pavilion preview. Well, it's still in the, in the pavilion, but uh, this is a new building. Uh, it opened today at 1230. Um, my friend Dave is actually there. He's tried the gelato. Uh, no word on how it is yet. I'm sure it was delicious. I mean, gelato, how bad could it be? That is true. Uh, there are two windows to order from um, and uh, a couple of windows to pick up from. Okay. So... Very nice. Can't uh, can't wait to uh, try that. They have a wide selection of sorbet and floats and uh, gelato gelato creations. Uh, some with uh, gelato, espresso gelato, and then they also serve cannolis. All right. And zeppole and tiramisu. All the Italian favorites. That's right, but no eclairs. Oh. Even though that's more French, but so I like sad. Italian eclairs. Um, in Hollywood Studios news, Beverly Sunset Boutique has reopened. That's right. They reopened uh, with the debut of Toy Story Land a few years ago. They became an exclusive Pixar shop. Well, they did reopen today, but uh, their selection of Pixar stuff was reduced. Um, and they have had the uh, introduction of some Mickey and Friends, uh, uh, like plushes, um, for, for this store. So, uh, you so know, one of the regular diversified stores with just everything. Yeah. So Oops. if you want to get plushes or Disney babies or Minnie Mouse clothing and accessories, uh, you can stop at the uh, Beverly Sunset Boutique. However, right now, the doors for the Beverly Sunset Boutique are listed as exit doors. Uh, if you want to enter, you'll actually have to enter through Real Vogue, uh, which is the central point of that shopping area yeah that's a big thing in the parks right now is that uh doors are not two-way so assuming that a shop has more than one set of doors or um leads between uh, two different shops a lot hence the shops are connected yeah they have you going in one and out the other which can cause you to have to walk a little which stinks because sometimes you want to walk in at the end and just kind of walk all the way through but you can't because the end is an exit right which means you've got to go midway through the building and uh, yeah it's a little inconvenient it is for now yep um, in resort news, the Wave, which is the restaurant in the Contemporary, is closing in July for refurbishment. Yep, that's the big news. They are closing on uh, July uh, 16th. will be their first day of closure. And uh, rumor has it that uh, it may be an Incredibles steakhouse by the time they are done. Oh, that would be a shame. Yeah. Um, right now, they are the Wave of American Flavors, as well as the Wave Lounge. Um, but the, that space is going to be refurbished. Um you know, we already know that the guest rooms at the Contemporary are being themed uh, with thematic elements from the Incredibles. So if they do go through with this Incredibles Steakhouse, it kind of follows the new theme of the resort. However, uh, what is your feeling on, you know, this use of intellectual property in resorts? I mean, I don't mind it in the rooms, um, but I don't, especially in this restaurant, I don't. I don't love it, especially not Incredibles. Like you're already doing that in the resort. You can do like small touches, but I don't like it for the restaurant. See, I think there's a there's a fine line between jamming all of this down your throat as a guest and doing something very subtle. You know, I think the rooms at Coronado, they just had very subtle touches of characters. We had the three amigos, you know, a couple of silhouettes, a, a poster, a couple of pictures, but it wasn't like in your face. Right. You know, you look at those new rooms at the Contemporary, and that's Moana. 
You know, you've right. got Maui's Maui tattoos. I meant Polynesian. Uh, Polynesian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got Maui's tattoos all over one side of your your accent wall there. Yeah, my biggest problem would be if they call it the Incredible Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the Incredible Steakhouse. No, I just don't. I mean, because it just to me feels like it's going to be like over like a rain or like a rainforest cafe type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. I just no, I don't. I don't like it. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, in cruise line news, the CDC guidelines are um, allowing cruises to apply for sailings with volunteer passengers. That's right. The CDC has recently released a new guidance that would allow ships to sail soon, um, if and they can request approval to conduct simulated voyages with volunteer passengers. Uh, these cruises would demonstrate COVID-19 health and safety protocols. Uh, the approval must be requested at least 30 calendar days prior to, prior to the date the simulated cruise is to take place. Uh, I guess they're calling it a simulated cruise because it's not a real cruise. Well, I mean, maybe they don't even really go out in the water. Uh, maybe, which would be weird. Well, I mean, the people wouldn't be paying anything. They're volunteers. That's true. You know, you go through, you walk through all the steps that you would take and it's just, uh, you know, it feels like if people aren't paying, it seems weird to be going out in the water and stuff. There's nothing going to happen out on the water right. that couldn't happen right in port. Yeah. So the deal is that at least 10% of the maximum number of passengers permitted must be volunteers. Volunteer passengers must be 18 years of age or older. Uh, they must be fully vaccinated or provide written documentation from a healthcare provider or a self-certified statement that they have no health conditions that would place them at risk for severe COVID-19. Um, uh, volunteers would be tested frequently to evaluate the cruise ship operator's ability to mitigate the risk of COVID. Um, And then there's a list of the 70 other requirements uh, regarding length of cruise, dining, onboard activities, excursions, and more. All right. So. You going to volunteer? I would would do that in a heartbeat. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people who would do it in a heartbeat, unfortunately. Uh, All right. And then uh, Disney is extending the cruise flexibility date through May 2021. That's right. Their cruise date flexibility offer is for guests who have booked before May 31st of 2021. Uh, They will now have the ability to change their sail date up to 15 days prior to embarkation. Um, So guests who are scheduled to sail on or before October 31st of 2021 can take advantage of this offer. Uh, If you wish to change your sale date, you must move your sale date to one that commences prior to October 31st of 2022. Um, The standard prevailing rates will apply, so you will probably have to pay for the increased cost of that cruise. Um, You cannot change the reservation back to the original sale date after taking advantage of this offer. And if you cancel your new sale date, the cancellation fees are applicable to the original sale date, um, and they would be applied as a minimum cancellation fee for a future sailing. All right. All right. And then there's more about uh, dates in the cruise line, some uh, temporary fee and schedule cancellations. That's right. Disney has extended the temporary final payment, uh, which will now, through October 2021, be extended to 60 days prior to sailing. Uh, right now, it's it's 90 days. Um, and then for cancellation fees through October 31st of 2021, the cancellation schedule has been temporarily relaxed uh, from beginning as early as 119 days prior to sailing to beginning 59 days prior to sailing for guests in non-suite and non-concierge categories. Um, reservations on inside, outside, and veranda categories with restriction remain non-refundable and non-transferable. Okay. 
Um, and then uh, also in Cruise Line News, three new dining experiences um, are going to be debuting on the Disney Wish. We talked a little bit about them. Um, I think maybe you have a few more details. We do. So uh, the first one is Arendelle, A Frozen Dining Adventure. That's going to be a theatrical dinner starring uh, the Disney cast from Frozen. Uh, the experience will be complete with live entertainment, character interactions, and Nordic-inspired cuisine. Um, and this will follow the events of Frozen 2. Okay. Uh, so the only thing I don't like about that is the Nordic-inspired <laughs> cuisine. Uh, we've eaten at Akershus in the Norway Pavilion. Some lingonberry uh, uh, jam. Some, some lingonberries and some smelt, if yeah. I recall correctly. It was uh, a heavily fish-based uh, menu. Uh, next up is the Worlds of Marvel. And that is a cinematic dining experience where their uh, dining guests will have an interactive role in the Avengers uh, mission. Cuisine will be inspired by Marvel settings such as Wakanda, Sokovia, and New York City. Um, no word on whether characters will be at that meal. Uh, and then the last uh, uh, dining uh, option is 1923. And that is going to be classic dining from the year of the founding of the Walt Disney Company. It is a very lavish, upscale dining room, and the dining rooms are named after Roy and Walt Disney. The rooms will be themed to classical to classic Hollywood with whimsical touches of Disney and over 1,000 drawings. Uh, the menu is going to be sophisticated and diverse, but also family-friendly while honoring Disney's California roots. Okay. So that uh, that will be your three dining rotation options in Disney's rotational dining. Can't wait. And then entertainment news. Robin Roberts has a new show coming to Disney+. Plus. That's right. Robin Roberts of ESPN and Good Morning America uh, will host and executive produce a new show called Turning the Table with Robin Roberts on Disney+, Plus, which is a four-episode series featuring intimate roundtable conversations with female celebrities from all, uh, all walks of life. Uh, LeBron James will also serve in his, as executive producer on this series through his media company, The Spring Hill Company. Um, so Robin Roberts, very excited to bring this down. Some of her guests include Debbie Allen, Sophia Carson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sheila E., Melissa Etheridge, Betsy Johnson, Billie Jean King, Tig Notaro, Raven Simone, and Josie Tota. Uh, I've heard of all of those people except Josie Tota. Um, this show will premiere on Friday, July 30th on Disney+. Plus. All right. Um, Disney has dropped a featurette called Becoming Cruella. That's right. Just a little bit more of uh, Cruella DeVille, uh, which is opening on uh, Disney Plus on Premier Access and theaters on May 28th. So, uh, you know, we get a little bit more of insight into this character and why she's so wicked. <laughs> or it turns out to be wicked because she doesn't start out that way. Right. Okay. Um, and then the Marvel series Loki is going to be premiering on Wednesdays instead of Fridays. That's right. The original premiere date was supposed to be Friday, June 11th. But Tom Hiddleston had a little video the other day in which he stated that Wednesdays are the new Fridays. So it uh, we'll, looks like we'll be getting Loki uh, beginning Wednesday, June 9th. I don't know how I feel about the Wednesday night releases. Why? Why not? I mean, I kind of liked Friday, the Friday night thing. It was like something special to look forward to on a Friday. Like if you weren't like, you know, going out and doing something... Right. You know, you get some pizza and then, you know, yeah, you did had to do something else after, but it was, you know, the new fresh thing. It was something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. like, I have other things going on on Wednesday nights. Well, I also read one thing that Wednesday started out as Odin's Day. Thursday is Thor's Day. 
And now Loki's uh, getting one up on Thor by debuting on Wednesdays. I mean, that's very convoluted. It is. I'm sure that that's not what they base things on. I'm sure they base it on numbers. I'm and sure they're finding um, they're finding that viewership on Wednesday through Friday is probably a lot more than Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Or it's low on Wednesdays, and they want to try to bring it up. Well, there you go. So who knows? All right. Uh, the um, let's see in Universal, there's a major change in their COVID protocols as well. That's right. We mentioned Disney's earlier, and now we talk about what Universal's doing. Uh, Universal has ended their uh, temperature screening. They have also started with a three-foot physical distancing. Mm -hmm. They've actually started putting uh, their stickers at a three-foot distance. Um, They are opening single rider lines. Guests are being seated with other parties. Mm -hmm. uh, And there will be no more empty rows at shows. Okay. So they are pretty much... Uh, they're like, yeah, we're done with this. You Except know, for people wearing masks. They're right, kind of over it all. Right. They're still wearing masks and the three-foot um, the three foot distancing are pretty much the big changes. I mean, can you imagine Disney, though, going back and changing everything to three feet? I mean, even Universal. you got to rip up all those stickers. No, you don't because those stickers are at six feet. So you've just got to put, put one in the middle. In yeah. Still, what a pain. Just it is. Just the stickers and be done with it. But at least it's a lot easier because measuring them out, you just have to find the middle of that little six-foot gap. The thing gap. is, three feet is not very, like, I feel like people just standing in a regular line are pretty much three feet away from each other. Not the cheerleaders I was in front of uh, this past weekend. If you have, if you're trying to do three-foot markers, it's a, a group on, like, on every each, marker. On every marker. If you're, like, two people or three people, if you're three people, it's two people and then one person behind, and then the next person of the next party is going to be right behind them. Right. Three feet is not a lot of it's space. Not. It just seems silly to even it is not. have markers for that. Um, all right. And then our last story is Gatorland. Um, they are going to be bringing back their two-day Palooza Festival. That's right. If you're a big fan of uh, Gatorland like I am, uh, you're very excited for Gatorpalooza. Woo! Uh, Gatorpalooza originally debuted in 2019, but didn't get a second year because of the COVID crisis last year. However, they are bringing back the uh, official name as the Gatorpalooza Fun Fest. It will be a two-day event in mid-May. It will feature live music, artisans, craft vendors, expanded food offerings, games, appearances by the Gatorland Vlog team. You know how exciting that is. Um, And then on Gatorpalooza Saturday, the park will hold the Gatorman Challenge Contest, uh, the next day, we'll have the turkey dog toss contest with visitors heaving turkey dogs to Gatorland folks in the alligator breeding marsh. Okay. Um, Mark McHugh, president and CEO of Gatorland, is very excited for this. Um, and they're also announcing that for the month of May, Florida residents can enter Gatorland for $14.99, which is one half the usual admission price. Florida ID must be presented. And the actual dates of Gator Palooza are May 15th and 16th. All right, good. I wish we were going down a week earlier so we could have caught Gator Palooza. I know. Well, maybe next year. <laughs> Any closing words? I have none. Excellent. Have a good weekend, everybody. And uh, until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>